We do lay our beautiful church before you and ask that you would hold her, keep her, comfort her, and continue to lead and guide her is our prayer. Thank you for our elders and diaconate ministry and all of these great saints that make up this great gospel train. We offer this space to you now. Would you give me preaching power and preaching permission that preaching may be done is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. The gospel according to Luke family, Luke chapter 6, continuing in our study there. We're going to look at verse 21 today, 21b, 21b, the second part of verse 21. Luke chapter 6, verse 21. And the Bible reads, Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Let me, let me say that again for your hearing. Blessed are you who have to weep now, for you shall laugh. I want to tag this message today. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Beloved, one of the hardest things to do and be in this world is a follower of Jesus Christ. I've learned in these 58 years of living that crying and being mistreated, misunderstood, persecuted, disappointed, used, disrespected, because I'm a Christian, it goes with being a follower of Christ. See, it goes together because following Jesus is a hard thing. It goes together because following Jesus makes life difficult in a fallen world. Brother Dave, it goes together because following Jesus will bring tears. It'll make you feel some kind of way on most days. And it seems like life ought to get better because you've surrendered your all to him. But the real reality for the Christian is life doesn't get better. It gets harder because you've decided to live for him in a fallen world. Here it is. Let me say it like this. I've said it like this in the California State Prison preaching this text. Shedding tears and following Jesus go hand in hand together. Shedding tears and dragging your cross is the calling of the Christian. Christianity is not for soft people. It's for people who are motivated to follow Jesus at all costs. But we only have to cry and struggle for a season. Because according to the text, the Bible, the word of God Trouble won't last always for the believer. Can I get an amen right there? When we come to this portion of the text, we know that Jesus is preaching this message to the disciples that have been waiting for him all night long. He has chosen those 12 men and called them apostles, but there were other folks there as well sitting on that mountainside in Galilee. This sermon comes out of the greatest sermon ever preached to mankind. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is preaching to those disciples who have decided to follow him 
as their rabbi, their messiah, their Lord. This message that he is preaching to them, beloved, is a message about having the kingdom mind. Having the kingdom attitude. He's teaching them how they must live for him on earth in a fallen world. This message is a message that will empower them, Brother Norm, and it will encourage them for the walk that he is now calling them into. See, there are two things we can learn from this verse today. Number one, we can learn about the disciples' divine position and the disciples' divine promise. Listen to the word of God. Blessed, here's the position, are you who weep now. This is interesting because when we come to this portion of the verse, once again we see that Jesus announces a blessing for those who have become his disciples. The blessing is, he says, that you're going to weep now. The word blessed in the original language here is the word for happy. It's pronounced makarios. And so literally, literally he said, happy are you when you have to cry. Because you're following me. Jesus here is announcing that following him is going to cost the disciples something. They're going to experience some sorrow. They're going to shed some tears. They're going to go through some pain for being his believers. Happy are you when you weep. Not if you weep because it's implied you're going to weep. Happy are you when you have to wail. When you have to shed tears. He's literally announcing before they even get started that following me, it's going to bring you some pain. It's going to cause you some difficulty. Here's what I, some difficulty. Here's what I've learned, beloved. Because they will follow Jesus, their position is what I call a divine position. We know that everybody cries over something, whether you are a believer or not. But here he's implying that the crying is going to come because you have chosen to follow me. That's why I call this position a divine position. It's a holy position. God is literally calling them to walk with him through their life in spite of the trouble that's going to come to them. Because of their nearness to God, And because of their willingness to obey God, they're going to see some things, experience some things, feel some things that are not going to be pleasant. And I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I bet if I surveyed every one of you with a one-on-one interview, you could tell me, oh, yeah, Pastor, I've had to cry as a Christian. I've been disappointed as a Christian. The world hasn't been kind to me as a Christian. Then I want to say to you, beloved, that's why I'm preaching this text It's got our name on it. In our position as disciples, guess what? It comes with some heartache. comes with some suffering, some disappointment, some negative experiences. It's tough to be a Christian. And I want to serve somebody who's on the fence about making a a decision for Christ today. Listen, if you decide to follow Christ, you need to know the full story. There'll be some times when you have to cry. Life is not always filled with happiness and pleasantries. It's a divine position, but it's a position that comes with some pain. 
I'm a cartoon fan. I shared with you a little bit last week. I like Charlie Brown. And then one Charlie Brown cartoon, Lucy is complaining to Charlie Brown. You guys know little Lucy, right? Lucy is uh, complaining to Charlie Brown, Sister Wilson, and she's talking about what an awful year she's having. She complained that everywhere she looked, problems had abounded. And she felt that difficulties were facing her around every corner. Then she said, Charlie Brown, I don't think this is a new year at all. I think it's a used year. (laughs) And you know what? I was laughing at that because sometimes, yeah, as believers, we can feel like Lucy. Sometimes we don't feel like it's a new life in Christ. Sometimes we feel like it's a used life in Christ. But the truth is, it's not about your feelings. Can I get an amen? It's not about your feelings. You are in a divine position, regardless to what it looks like. See, in Christ, blessed are you. There it is. When you have to weep now. Why? Because you've chosen to follow Christ. The blessing is yours. Let me say it this way. The blessing is yours when you hit rough times. The blessings is yours when emotionally you have to go through it. The blessings are yours because of the divine position you have in Christ. When the world cries, she is not blessed because she's not in Christ. But when the believer cries, he and she are blessed because we are in Christ. I like to say it this way. We have a Savior who can catch your tears. We have a Savior who can identify with your tears. We have a Savior who knows how you feel. Blessed are you when you weep now. Why? Because the best is yet to come. We've looked at the disciples' divine position. Let me show you now the disciples' divine promise. Look at the text real good with me. It'll be on the screen. The Bible says, blessed are you who weep now for... You shall laugh. Wow. Why did he say that? It's powerful. He gives them their position, but now he gives them a promise. Though you have to go through this, here's your promise. You're not going to always have to weep. You're going to laugh. Beloved, when you come to this portion of the text, the promise being made by Christ, what he does here is he exposes the position of the believer. As a follower of Christ. Listen, it's not that we are better than the world, but we are better off than the world. Because even in our problem or our tough position, we've got a hope of a promise that's to come. He's literally saying, you're going to go from tears to laughter. This reveals that our sorrow on earth won't always last. Beloved, blessed are those who live here for Jesus and are experiencing tears because one day they'll be promoted from this place of pain to a place of promise and enjoy laughter. I was thinking about this this text, Brother Sherman, and something happened in my study. I stumbled across this idea. Do you know that there are only tears on earth and in hell? There's no tears in heaven. 
Don't believe me? Check the back of the book. When we get to heaven, he's going to wipe away every tear. Hell will know tears. And earth will know tears. But for the believer, the promise is you shall laugh. And can I tell you something else? There ain't no laughter in hell. And laughter is temporary on earth. But in heaven, for those people like me who love comedy and who love to laugh, I'm going to have a good time when I get there. I don't know where you're going to live at, but I'll be where all the comedians are in heaven. Have a good time laughing about all the wonderful things that God did for us on the earth. I'm so happy right here about this text because there will be no evil in heaven to impact my heart. There will be nothing in glory to make me weep to make me mad, to make me depressed, to make me anxious, to make me gloomy, to make me stressful, fearful, concerned, doubtful, depressed, deceived. In heaven, there will be joy. There will be laughter. I'm hunting for an amen right there. God has promised me to weep no more. I'll be able to laugh instead of cry. And that's why I say this sermon title is The Best is yet to come. The story is told of a woman who was getting ready to die. She called her pastor in for a meeting and she was going over with Reverend. She said, Reverend, when I have my funeral, I'm, I want you to make sure that I, I be buried in this dress. I want you to make sure that they sing my favorite song. I want you to make sure that they read my favorite scripture. And, and Reverend, when I die, make sure that they bury me with a fork in my hand. And Pastor looked at her and said, a fork? What? She said, yeah, all of the socials and the potlucks that you say we should have, at the end of the meal, somebody would always say, hold on to your fork, because the best is yet to come. I like, I like this right here. She said, and then, Pastor, when people come by and they see the fork in my hand, you could tell them death is not the end. The best part of life is to come. So hold on to your fork. I like that right there about that true story because this woman understood something about the promises that come in Christ. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy is going to come in the morning. Can I get an amen right there? Here's what I want somebody to know today as you may be in a tough season. You may be in a tough spot right now. Grab a hold to this verse. Make it a verse you go to often. Why? Because the best for you is yet to come. I know it's hard down here. I know you have to weep sometimes, but know that you have a promise in Christ. I know you may be discouraged. I know you may have to struggle. I know you may be sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know you may have to endure hardship, but beloved, I promise you, according to the word of God, you may weep now. But you'll laugh again. Just a few more disappointing nights, and the best is yet to come. Just a few more sorrowful days, and the best is yet to come. I know you may be ready to throw the towel in, but hold on, beloved. Don't quit yet. The best is yet to come. You're going to laugh again when all this is over. You'll dance again. Your life will be filled with laughter. When all this is over, I know you may hate your current circumstances, 
But don't give in, beloved. I know you can't stand losing what you lost, but don't you give in. I know you can't bear one more round of chemo, one more round of medication, but hang on in there. The best is yet to come. I know you can't rejoice about the tears you've had to cry, but hang on in there. The best is yet to come. I know some of you had to be mama and daddy to your kids, but hang on in there. The best is yet to come. I feel like preaching this morning. Y'all gonna help me today. Listen, I know the marriage didn't work out. I know the divorce crushed your spirit. I know loneliness hurts deep down inside, and I know you've done all you can do. I know that persecution for Jesus hurts, but you have a promise in Christ, blessed are you who weep now. I know I just got black preacher loud, but I felt something right there. Because blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. So hang on in there, RCC. The best is yet to come. Beloved, about 2,000 years ago, God kept his word. He's a God who promises and a God who keeps his word. He promised that he would send the world a savior in the old covenant. And his name was Jesus. Jesus came as the savior of mankind. God kept his word. God the father said that when Jesus came, he would give sight to the blind. He would heal the wounded. He would restore joy to humanity. He would minister to the poor. He would sacrificially give up his life as the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. And just like God the Father promised, Jesus came right on time. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And when he came, he fulfilled every prophecy written about him. His birth his mission, his death, his resurrection were all foretold by the prophets. And he revealed to us what God the Father was like. He preached, performed miracles, lived on earth three and a half years until he was crucified for our sins by the Romans. In a few weeks, I'll preach for you on Easter Sunday morning that they killed him on a Friday. He was buried in another man's tomb. But early Sunday morning, God the Father raised him back to life. And now he sits at the right-hand throne of God, alive in heaven. Right now is the Christ man making intercession for you and I. Jesus is alive, and his promises are true, yes and amen. Well, I got to leave you now. But blessed are those who weep now, for you shall laugh. So hang on, beloved, because the best is yet to come. I'm closing when I tell you this little story. There's a little young boy whose name was Brian. And Brian, every year, would have a part in the Easter play. Some of you remember the old church when on Easter Sunday morning, the children would come forward and they would recite Easter verses. Brian had a verse, and he had the key verse in the Easter program. His verse was, he is not here. He is risen. So Brian got ready. They brought Brian out on the stage, and the children's director said, okay, Brian, 
sing your speech. And Brian got stage fright. And all of a sudden, Brian forgot the verse. Everybody was waiting for Brian. Brian started to panic. He looked over at the children's director, and she said, he is risen, or he is not here, he is risen. And Brian got some courage and grabbed the mic and said, he is not here, he's in prison. (laughs) 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 Oh, poor Brian, he's in prison. But you know what? We can learn a lot about Brian and learn from Brian. If you forget the scripture, you can give people bad news when you should be giving them good news. So remember this Easter. He's alive. He's not here, but he ain't in prison. (laughs) He's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, and here's the promise. Blessed are you if you weep now for you shall laugh again. Will you bow with me for a word of prayer? Our Father and our God, thank you for your promises. Thank you that in a world of bad news, there's good news. Thank you that in times of suffering and trial and struggle, we can yet know that the best is yet to come. Thank you for being a Savior who sees us who gets us, who will walk with us, and who has a promise yet to be fulfilled for us. Thank you that, Lord, that we may have to weep. Though we may have to weep, we have assurance that we'll cry and we'll laugh again. And I thank you for that. I pray for the one who is here today who does not know you, who has a life of pain and sorrow and suffering, and I pray that, Father, the gospel would ring in their ears, that they would come asking, what must I do to be saved? Thank you, Father. Thank you for being a God who keeps his word and who saves. If you're here today under the sound of my voice and you're listening and you say, Pastor, it's me you're talking to. I don't know Jesus like that. I I don't know him as a savior, but I want to. And I want to say to you, beloved, Say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. And I need my sin forgiven. Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I believe you're the Christ. And through you, I can have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. And then for the one who is here today, Father, who is struggling, you see them with a broken heart, a worried brow, the cares of the world on their shoulder. I pray for them today, spirit of the living God, Encourage your children. Strengthen them today. Some have bad news. Some have the weight of the world on their shoulder. But remind them of their promise in you today. Dry every tear and encourage them as they walk with you on this journey. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God.
Amen.